Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey y'all, my name is Shan. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. This is a series for Black fathers because Black fathers matter. Black fathers matter to me. Black fathers matter to my children. Black fathers matter when it comes to my brothers, um, my mentors, my friends. They matter because they set the tone for who our children look up to. They set the tone for how men, women, children, and other elderly people feel protected, feel like, you know, everything they've struggled for was for a good cause because they've seen who they've been become. And I want to, um, I don't know, I just want to shine a light on them and hear from them in a perspective that sometimes goes unheard because no one cares to ask. Sometimes people look at fathers as if, oh, that's nothing. They're supposed to do that. Why would we, you know, thank you for doing something you're automatically supposed to do? You shouldn't look for any, you know, praise or any uh, thank yous for that. That's standard. That's the basics. You know, do what you're supposed to do. But when you have a father that's there, that's consistent, that's uh, available, that's attentive, that's caring, that's thoughtful versus an absent father versus a father that thinks his life and his now is more important than the child's future. Um, there's a difference. There's a clear difference. And I just want to show appreciation. So uh, this series, I've interviewed many, many fathers from different places, different backgrounds. And I really just want to pick their brains with different questions. So um, thank you for listening to Cozy Boom Podcast. And I hope you enjoy. What's going on, y'all? It's your girl, Lady J, creator of hashtag for brown girls blog. The content of my post is to educate, uplift, support, and empower black women who struggle with anxiety and depression.
If you can relate to this, then please head over to fourbrowngirlsblog.com and read my post. While you're there, make sure to leave a comment and share on your social media too. If it's one thing I want you to get from my blog is that I believe in you and you are not alone. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show. <clears throat> <clears throat> Welcome back, guys. This is Cozy Womb Podcast. We have episode 17, Black Fathers Matter. And we have Daddy Jada. How are you, Star? Hey, what's going on? Good, good. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. Couldn't leave you out of here. And um, so you got a kiddo. Or can I call him that? I do. Is he a kiddo? Well, I have a a seven-year-old four-legged and I have a a 19-year-old two-legged. Oh, okay. Which one's easier? Which one is easier? <laughs> Definitely the four-legged one. The, de- the four-legged one, we just keep them. You know, the two-legged one, we just got to, you actually have to raise them. Oh, man. Yeah. Big and uh, where were you born? Um, I was born in Atlanta. Uh, I was raised in New Orleans, though. New Orleans is my home. That's all I know. Knowledge. That's all I know is New Orleans, yeah. My feet first touched the ground in Atlanta, though. Fulton County. Okay. Listen. Um, what age are you currently? I'm sorry? What age are you currently? <clears throat> what age am I currently? Um, yes. Don't lie. That's a good question. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, I'm 38. I'm 38. Although I, I feel a lot younger. How how much younger do you feel? Oh man, I feel like 23, 24. My knees don't pop, all that. <laughs> Your knees don't pop, my knees pop. Okay. Pop uh, a lot. I know all the new dances. I know Listen. all the new stuff. I'm hip. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, all right. Are you ready for these questions? Um, I guess about as ready as I can be. First question for you is a uh, fill in the blank, or you can elaborate. My favorite thing about being a dad who doesn't look like a dad is <laughs> um, the reactions I get when I'm when I'm with my son. So when his friends meet me and we're playing basketball or stuff like that, no one ever believes that I'm his father. They're always like, what? <laughs> or if he says dad and they, they're just like, what? That's your dad? Yeah. You know, I was at the uh, gym one day and uh, he was like maybe like 16 at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, but since he's a minor, we're going to need his father. We're going to need his parent with him. I'm like, well, I'm his father. And the, yeah. the girl looks at me, doesn't believe me. She's like, well, do you have some paper to show that? So, I, I love I love the fact that I look like I'm his roommate. Oh man, do you get carded? No, I don't look that young. <laughs> <laughs> I get mad that I don't anymore. I wish I still did. I uh, 
I had an experience where I got mad that a girl didn't card me. I said, well, wait a minute. Was she assuming or was she like, you know, I don't care. So. Might have been kind of like in the parking lot. I had to check myself. I said, wait a minute. Um, you know, I might redeem myself with her. Next question for you is explain what fatherhood means to you. Fatherhood for me. Um one day you wake up and <clears throat> and you're you're here. You're in a world that you didn't choose to be in and there's a system already running and for me fatherhood is um is using the experience and and um all of the memories of making bad decisions to help this this new creature who this whole new system is new to them to uh, avoid some of those mistakes avoid some of those bad decisions um be encouraged when things get difficult uh this this Thing that we call existence is confusing at times and um for me fatherhood is the is a system that was set in place you know to give us you know guidance um encouragement things of the sort protection and so uh for, for me fatherhood is a, a, a integral part of uh of of existence what uh parts of your personality do you see in your son um, both of us are kind of low energy. Both of us are like really, really low energy, really chill. And so when we when we have like arguments, it's just like us being passive at each other and, and to the point to where we just like, you know, might even burst with laughter, you know, because we we, we have to be direct at some point, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh we're yeah, we're really low energy. Um he thinks a lot like I do, really analytical. Um, mm -hmm. He loves science, loves math. Um, he wants to, to do aeronautics. He's taking under uh, his uh, basic courses right now, but he wants to do aeronautics. Nice. And so, um, yeah, I was in engineering before I screwed that up. So that's where the whole experience comes into, into play. <laughs> okay, you got Mr. Brain and Junior Brain. I see. <laughs> What was your dad like growing up? My dad? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I only remember meeting my dad a handful of times. Mm -hmm. um, I think the most that I spent with him was like uh, going to a couple of parades with him. Maybe when I was like 12 or 13, he came down from Mardi Gras. Yeah. And, um, and in a couple of weeks that he had came down from Mardi Gras, he came and took me to like a parade on one day and another parade on another day or something, you know, spent a couple of hours with me. But I really didn't get a chance to meet him until I was 26, 27 oh, was wow. when I got the really chance to to get to know him. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I never really got that fathering growing up. Uh, I had mentors in the church and stuff, but I was the one that was trying to figure it out on my own. That's what I was going to ask you is like, who was your father example? Um, all of the old guys that talk nasty when they were sitting on the porch when we were kids, all the drug dealers that talk about money, the mm -hmm. mentors in the church that would sit there and spend time with us. So when I was in those youth groups and stuff like that, 
there were a lot of different men that I saw and, and different qualities and different men that I would that I would respect and things of the sort. But I never really had um, like an uncle or a cousin or a big brother. I never really had anybody that was there like being there with me or anything like that. Um, it wasn't until I was in my 20s and I was serving the community that I got into a mentorship program and had some, you know, some rich guys to, to really pour into me. Some rich guys I couldn't relate to, you know. That's good, though. Uh, usually when young men don't have, like, that dad figure, they kind of, like, shun anyone that could possibly be a dad figure to the side because they kind of feel like, since I don't have one, I don't need one, but that's good that you had those people around. Hmm. I never really had a lot of... Uh, a lot of animosity or like ill feelings toward the man that I never met, met or never knew, mm-hmm. or even the position of that. I never really had any ill feelings toward that. It was just, it was just something that I didn't have. I grew up poor. We didn't have access to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so I just looked, I never really was, you know, mad about it. And so, um, so I never really rejected when people would, you know, correct me about things or try to put me on game with stuff. Hmm. absorbing information as usual um being that that was your experience how did you formulate who you wanted to be as a father um initially it was that I wanted to 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 give my son uh what I never had my son was born when I was 19 so I was far from mature when he was when he was born I had no idea what anything was and um so I wanted to give him this idea of this this thing that I never had but I didn't know what it was and so if I don't know what it is there's no way that I could really that I could really give it um so as he was in school age you know and as he was growing up and moving toward puberty that's when I really started to like mature as a man Mm -hmm. and so it was by the time he was he was actually probably about like he was in puberty by the time I really started getting my understanding of what manhood was together and um which made me in my 30s before I started to grow up yep this is true (laughs) y'all was learning together right Uh, right are there things you wish you'd done differently as a dad Oh man, uh, almost every year of his life from things from, from I, I, I'm, I'm think I can think of things in the, in the, the, the delivery room that I would have done differently, you know, all types of things I wish I would have done differently. Like even up what? to recent. Give me some. Uh, in the, in the delivery room, I was about to cut the umbilical cord and his grandmother said, Oh, can I cut the umbilical cord? And I say, yes. I wish I wouldn't have done that, you know? Uh-huh. And 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 then the most recent was we were playing basketball. And um and I haven't said his name, so I'm not gonna embarrass him. But he got frustrated on the court and um and he 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 expressed his frustration and with some tears on the court. Mm-hmm. And um I handled I handled it poorly. I, I handled it incorrectly, I handled it badly. And um and uh yeah. I wish I could go back and 
and handle that a little more gently and encourage him to express his frustration um, instead of encourage him to, to give a certain image um, mm. because of who might be watching. And, you know, like I said, from the delivery room, which was day one up until, you know, even here recently, and then all in between, there's tons of things that I did wrong um, that I wish I could go back and make better, um, mm. that I wish he felt more comfortable talking to me about. So, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'll get it right with the next kid. Uh. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> do, do, you, <laughs> do you ever talk to him about what you just said? Like, after the situation happens, do you ever come back to him and be like, you know what, I feel like, I messed up X, Y, and Z. I could have did this this way. Or is it like an experience you hope to yeah. do the next time? So you guys have that conversation. No, I, t I talk to him. I talk to him. He knows that I'm, um, that I'm emotional. <laughs> I'm a water sign. He's a water sign. You know, I'm a cancer. He's a Scorpio. We're like a third of the way. Uh, mm -hmm. away from each other on the zodiac wheel and we really we really you know mesh really well we we he understands where i'm coming from so i i've i am i am um proudly vulnerable b before him when i i don't i don't mind at all telling him hey i'm sorry mm -hmm. um i did that I, I did that incorrectly i did that wrongly you know what i'm saying so we have those conversations and um, sometimes they're difficult and sometimes they're too deep. We, you know, we want to talk about things that are, that we, we have trouble talking about, but mm -hmm. yeah, we do. And I don't mind sharing with them. Hmm. Good. Does your son eat knowledge like you? Eat knowledge? Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a, uh, yeah, he's a, uh, a bookworm. He, he loves to learn and loves to, to get into things. Whenever he finds something that he's interested in, he goes in head first. And so he, he wants to find out all of the workings of it, you know. Um, like most kids, they play video games and they want to play the game. He wants to understand the mechanics and the physics of the game and stuff like that. And uh, so. He got lucky. He locked up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and luck is work. <laughs> that that part. Do you think fathers today have it better or worse compared to what you saw growing up? Um, I would I would have to say I would have to say worse. Just the simple fact that um, the propaganda that we're fed from an early age creates an atmosphere in the society that uh that doesn't allow for uh men to have the types of relationships um that are really conducive to those to those bonds that that the mother i mean that the father and son you know used to have you know and so um and so we 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 really condition ourselves and our society and our children away from um from being touched by our fathers and being held by our fathers and being consoled by our fathers. And we, we kind of like, you know, sh save those things from our from our, for our mothers. 
Um, I think I have to speak specifically with the black community. Um, and I have to say that there's something that, that is specifically in the black community that is moving away, that is, that is, that is conditioning and conditioning us to see, um, um, nurture is coming only from the mother to the point of, uh, of coddling and, and, and just seeing men as, as, as brash. And I know that men and women love differently. I know that women give life when they love and men take it away when they love, you know, and, um, men are the ones who are removing the weeds and the pests from the garden. They, they, they kill with their love. And, but that's not to say that, um, that we don't need to be intimate with our fathers and our sons. Um, having been a 19 year old father and having been a father of a 19 year old, um, men need their fathers. Um, not just boys, not just babies, but men need their fathers. And so, um, we need to really, you know, condition our boys to understand that, that we're always going to be in a place of, of need for each other. Um, so, so yeah, I think that, I think that just the, the conditioning and the media, the music, the TVs, all of this propaganda, um, makes it a little bit more difficult for fathers today to, uh, to have those relationships that are necessary. I agree. I agree. It's sort of like, you know, your son turns a certain age and now you're supposed to shove him into the world, not like guide him into the world, just shove him. And, you know, you're a man now. And it's, it doesn't have to be that way. With other cultures, it's not that way. But with us, it's very like, let him stand up on his own too. Let him, you know, hurt himself a little bit so he can get it. And is it does so I agree. It's, yeah, it's almost as if we were a, a a nation of people within a nation that were conditioned to see ourselves as less than, and then psychologically had gender roles reversed for the purpose of systemic oppression for for generations to come. If I didn't know any better. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't have nothing to say after that. What brings you the most peace? What brings me the most peace? Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. That's a good question. That's a good question. I know being a father to a black man in the United States that isn't united isn't the easiest, but with everything going on with you and with your son, like what brings you the most peace with that? I think I, I think I think that's I think that's a, 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 a I think that's a good question because I think I've been focused for a while on what has been causing me unrest and not what's really been causing me peace. Um, So my son was was with me on for spring break <clears throat> a couple months ago, and um, and we used to play chess together a few years ago, um, and but here lately I've been getting into it deep, and my son decided to pick it up and start playing again, and and throughout the day as we were you know just hanging out and stuff like that, he he'd be playing the chess game and he'll come back and he'll show me the chess game that he just played, you know? Um, 
I don't know if that's peace, but I know that's joy when he comes to me and, and, and expresses interest in something that I'm genuinely interested in, you know? Um, I, I, I know that that makes the, the world calm for a second, you know, for at least for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think what would give me peace as a whole is, um, is knowing that, uh, is knowing that my son is growing up in a, in a world and in a community and in a society that, that celebrates, um, his, his strengths and his differences and, um, and covers, uh, his weaknesses. And so socially we got a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. but, um, I, that might just be wishful thinking. I mean, we can hope and dream, can't we? We just got to do the work with that. And yeah, we just got to do the work along with it. Uh, how does your son show you appreciation? Um, he, uh, he, he verbally, he likes to give me verbal compliments. If I think about those, you know, those five love languages. Mm-hmm. He likes to say nice things. He likes to say things that, that make me feel good. Um, he likes to show his, uh, his teachers and stuff like that. Whenever he has a male intelligent teacher that he respects, he loves to show them that he can Google his father. He can Google his father's <laughs> name. And come up. Um, uh, one day he came home from school and he was telling me that uh, the teacher asked him, you know, what their favorite food was. And he said, anything my dad cooks. Uh-huh. And those types of things that he that he says, they, they make me feel good. I can think about him being in a car seat, you know, and, and I remember, you know, him being in a car seat, you know, less than two years old. And and I'm like, and he and he's in the car seat. He's like, dad, you know what? You're the greatest. And I was just like, oh my gosh, he's just, he, I can't believe he just told me that that just warmed my heart, you know? Right. And, um, and he was living with his grandmother and I go to go over there and I go drop him off. And before I can even tell her what happened, you know, she said, you know, he's so sweet. You know, one day he told me, you know, he said, mama, you're the greatest. And I said, mm. <laughs> I, I, she took your thunder. <laughs> I saw her. No, he ain't the greatest. You're the second greatest. Like, oh, uh, man. But, uh, he loves to give me verbal compliments. So he shows me. Yeah, he, he tells me. He tells me, appreciates me. He says things that make me that make me feel good. That's it. So you get a reminder frequently. Right. All right. I got to fill in the blank for you. All dads okay. must show their sons these three things. What are they? All dads must show their their sons these three things. Um, <clears throat> can I say four? Yes. <laughs> um, how to be physically healthy. <clears throat> um, how to be emotionally aware. Um, how to be spiritually productive and how to think critically. And I can't, I can't say three, I would have to say four. Um, cause those, those are things that I stress very in a very structured way. Um, 
And, and most of the time when I teach him things, I show him those things in one of those four categories. Um, and, and the four areas of life that it, it, it's, it's necessary that we, you know, we take this, this newbie, this, this person who has never been in the world before and has never existed and never has seen these things. And, and, you know, we set them up for success. I agree. So we have to be able to think critically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to be able to think critically. We have to be able to be spiritually productive. We have to be emotionally aware. And if you're not physically healthy, you're going to die. So all four of those things are, are equally important. Right. And I like that you put the physical one first, because I think even if you're a helpful person, a lot of helpful people put themselves last physically and then you can't help nobody. So I agree. I like that. Uh, how was your father's day? How was my father's day? Yep. Uh, depressing. Why? Um, because uh, my mother didn't call me, and I know I'm not. I'm not. Uh, we're not doing this interview for me to do self promotion. It's to to help somebody out there. So, um, I don't mind being transparent. Um, but uh. But yeah, over my life, I don't feel as though my mother has respected me as a father. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and when she doesn't call me for Father's Day, that, that kind of exacerbates that feeling. Mm. Do you feel like it's a reason behind it? Or is it just like, you guys are just not close as you should be? Um, well, the thing is, I, I didn't... Like I said, I didn't begin to mature until like I was what twenty seven was when I started to grow up. So like I said, I didn't I didn't start to grow up until I was like twenty six or twenty seven, mm-hmm. and my mom kicked me out when I was nineteen. And so my mother wasn't there when I was maturing or when I was growing up, and you know, I don't think she ever saw me as being any more mature as the last time she had to get rid of me. Hmm. That's unfortunate because I feel like if she knew how you are now as a father, that would be like obsolete. I just feel like... Remember the prophet is... Go ahead. I was just going to say a prophet is without honor in his hometown. Hmm. So... I just feel like dads just need the space to develop their dadum, if that makes sense. Like, you know, when you're a mom, <laughs> when you're a mom, you the moment you find out you're pregnant, you're a mom. You have to do mom-like things. You gotta take care of yourself. You gotta go to doctor's appointments. You gotta have strangers between your legs. And then you give birth then you give birth right you give birth and now like you gotta put in like physical work outside yourself for you and this baby and you got to keep this baby safe but there's an instant connection because the things that that child is doing inside you you're automatically connected with it right but then you guys don't become fathers until you mentally hear 
some of you, you mentally hear, I'm pregnant. And then you go through the month, some of you, and then labor happens and then you see the baby in the physical. And then now you have to physically connect with the baby. You gotta like emotionally connect with the baby. So we get a head start. So it's only fair that you get the respectable space to allow that bond to happen. Because if I spend more time with my kids and their dad spends like less time with their kids, it's easy to wake up, do whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, and not think, let me call my kid and say good morning. Let me see if my kid ate breakfast. Let me see if my kid has what they need for school or X, Y, and Z. It's, a, it's not that much of a connection, but then when you're, you are an involved parent, I feel like it's a lot easier. You don't really have to explain the responsibility and the connection. So y'all just need y'all space to grow, I guess. Yeah, yeah and then the drawback of how young some of us become fathers too. So yeah, we're not even in a place to to do that because even after he was he was born and I was walking around with him and I'm sitting there spending I remember buying a hundred dollar fat farm outfit for him and I put it on him and then maybe the next week when I tried to put him on him again it was too small yes and so <laughs> look at you yes like we've been there listen <laughs> you know? I was just there two weeks ago when you know Ian's dad who is younger than me wanted to spend 200 and something dollars on some sneakers. I'm just like, sir, I will fly to come slap you. No. So it's a different mentality. You learn over time. Yeah. Well, we got to grow into it. Yeah. I just, it's a different look. Yeah. I, and, you know, I had to tell him, I'm just like, sir, the only thing that you can do for me is doing for your children and when i say your children i'm not i'm talking about mine i'm talking about his other two like that's it and put yourself in a better position because if he's not in a good position you're letting your kids down so it's kind of like i'm not wishing anything bad to happen to you but you do need your space to grow so um this year was the first year out of the six years that i told him happy father's day and uh, he gave me a he gave me a thank you and a cuss out at the same time. <laughs> oh man! But um, what took me so long? It, what took me so long is because he was dilly dallying, and he didn't step up in like responsibility and consistency and time until this past year, and I just felt like. He deserved it, so that's why I told him. But it was yeah. it was interesting. <laughs> Can you give you some advice to a new dad <laughs> that will go a long way? Some new advice, some advice to a new dad that will go a long way. Yes. Um. Put on your own oxygen mask before assisting others. And uh, everything that you, everything that you ever want to 
instill in that child, encourage in that child, embed in that child, whatever you want in that child, put it in you and put it in you and until it's overflowing. And that's the way that it, it gets into the child. It's it, it can be frustrating to for us as external beings, as males, you know, like you were saying, the the, the internal just the internal sexuality of, of mothers and, and the way that the reproduction system works, you know, that, that it's, 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 it's different for us as males being external. We want to, you know, when something's broken, we, we hit it, you know, we blow on it, you know, and we, we want it to be fixed, you know, and, um, and yeah, step outside of, step outside of your masculinity and, um, and really use humility um instead of uh, uh uh strength or intellect or whatever you want to try to get this child to understand you know just just put it in yourself if you want them to wash your hands then wash your hands mm-hmm. you know they, you don't get them to wash their hands by telling them to wash their hands or encouraging them to wash their hands or buying them a video on washing your hands you have to wash your hands and then they do it because they see it as normal you know, so you you set up what's normal, you know, and and you put that in you and let that exude and, and overflow from you, and you get everything, everything you want. Be that example. <laughs> I like it. Uh, this is a futuristic question. Not trying to turn you into grandpa just yet. What do you want your son to say about you when he describes you to your grandkids? Hmm. What I want him to say about me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want him to say that I still look young. <laughs> um, oh, man. I, I, think I, I, think I, I think I say, I think I say a lot. I think I say a lot and I and I, I I try to teach them a lot and give them a lot of information, you know. Um but uh I I know I know some of the core lessons that I tried to teach him. Mm-hmm. If anything that he could say about me, um that I was, you know, born poor. Um, uneducated, had every odd against me, and still determined to do what I considered to be uh, right. And so, yeah. Because hmm. I don't plan on being poor, so. <laughs> That's right. Start in the mind. You got you to gotta remind people, you know. Um... Last question for you, but fill in the blank. I wish my dad did more of blank. Um, hmm. The first word that comes to mind is fathering. All of the things that I would think of, all of the things that I just said, my advice for the new father, Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, God bless the dead. When my father passed, he and I weren't on the best of terms. And um, yeah, if there was one thing that I wish I could have seen more from him was, yeah, all of that stuff that I talked about. Um, I agree. I, uh, when my father passed, we weren't on speaking terms either. So it was kind of like struggle for me. But what's so funny about that is I was 18 when that happens. I'm 33. So depending on what I'm doing, depending on me seeing like the girls with their dads or uh, what I'm watching, I'll have like a small three minutes of grieving and then I'll get over it. Mm. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I kind of get like my dad joy from their dads getting joy with them. So uh, it kind of like mellows me out. But uh, thank you for doing this. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, yeah. As long as nobody don't know exactly who I am and I don't have to worry about getting embarrassed. <laughs> you shouldn't be worried about getting embarrassed. I think you're a dad that uh, discovered his way along the way. And you seem to me always open to learning and sharing a perspective. And I think that's why your son, you know, goes out and puts himself in a situation to absorb more knowledge because you are that example, like you said. So um, thank you for doing that. Glad I could hang out. Thanks for inviting me to the cozy womb. That's right. <laughs> I invited you, but not really, but I invited you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.